You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Howdy-do, buckaroos, and welcome to Comics with My Kids podcast, the official podcast for the comicscornerbox.blogspot.com. I'm your host, Matt D, and with me today is... Logan D. Welcome, listeners, to our fifth installment of our summer reading promotion. We are reviewing Teen Titans Go! Volume 1 Trade Paperback, written by Sully Fish, Amy Wolfram, Meryl Hagen, Ricardo Sanchez, and art by Leah Hernandez. You know what I realized? What's that? First two people that you said, their last names sound like an animals. Solely Fish, and the beginning of Amy's last name is Wolf. Yes. So we got a fish and a wolf. Fish and a wolf. So let's uh, let's dive into our Teen Titans Go, buddy. What do you say? You got it. Teen Titans Go! All right. Okay, Logan, can you give our listeners a summary of the first issue? So like the first issue, not the entire volume? No, just, just the first issue. Just... I mean, so just to give the listeners a breakdown, each each of the issues is actually two stories that are kind of independent of each other. Um, much like an episode of the classic cartoon Teen Titans Go, this is what, was it six issues? Or was it four? I can't remember. I have no clue. I think it was six issues. Anyway, can you give us a rundown of the first issue? I believe it was Food Fright and... So in the first one, uh, Cyborg has made himself a sandwich before the comic takes place, and he goes in to eat it, and then when he opens the refrigerator door, um, the sandwich is gone. It's just an empty plate. And so then he gets mad because now three times in the same week, someone stole his sandwich. And so they keep doing all kinds of tests to try to find out who stole the sandwich. And who do we find out stole the sandwich? Well, here's the funny thing. They put a thing in that if you open the fridge, uh, a train comes out. And Cyborg opened the fridge and got hit by it. And then um, they found out that his sandwich was eaten without it opening the fridge. Although oh. my question is, how do you fit the train in the fridge? Hmm. Well, it's based off a of cartoon, so it has cartoon logic. Like, and why were the people? And why were there people in the fridge? You mean people in the fridge? Because they were inside, there's people in the train, which oh, was in the right. fridge. Well, you know, you got to have people on in the train. I mean, so they're sitting in the fridge waiting for the train to go. Maybe. So anyway, so who wound up eating the sandwich? Uh, they found out that Raven's Pizza was um the way that her dad liked to make it. Um, it had all kinds of stuff in it, and the last one was something like a demon soul. And so when they opened the pizza box, it came to life. Oh, so the the pizza inside the refrigerator was eating the sandwiches? Yeah, but it wasn't eating anything else, because the only other thing in there was um, uh, Starflight's angel food cake. Starfire's angel food cake? Yeah. Okay. So how does it end? How do they stop the pizza monster? They uh, throw a piece of cake into its mouth and it blows up. Oh, because it was an angel food cake? Yeah, and nice. the pizza monster was from the underworld. Gotcha. So what was the what was the second half of that issue about? 
then shoot of all these. There's so many different ones. All right, now that you're back. <laughs> um, so what? What was the second story about? Let me find it. Flipping through the book, flipping through the book. So I would definitely say that this this book is is a funny. It's chock full of jokes. Ah, the next one's called Par for the Course. Oh, Par for the Course. Yes, isn't that the one where they go to a miniature golf course? Yeah. Would you like to tell this one? No, I want you to tell it. Tell me. What if we take turns telling stories? Well, I tell the first story in the issue, and then you tell the second. Well, because I can't quite remember everything on Par for the Course. So why don't you just go ahead and start off and tell us a little bit about Par for the Course. So Par for the Course, it starts off with Robin attacking um, Beast Boy. Because Beast Boy had turned into a pterodactyl and blown his ball in, giving him a hole-in-one. And apparently they had some kind of bet on it. Where if Beast Boy won, he got uh, Robin's cape. And if Robin won, uh, Beast Boy got his room. You Beast Boy had to clean his room. No. If Robin wins, I thought Robin had. No, he's gonna turn the he's gonna turn Beast Boy's room into his dojo. Oh, okay, I got it. So, so Robin gets Beast Boy's room. Sorry, the way you said it, it sounded like Beast Boy was um getting Robin's room. No. All right. So then, uh, how does our story develop? What happens after they uh, have their little wager and they have their little tiff? Then uh, we flip over and see. Uh, Starfire destroying Starfire destroying the course, literally. She's smacking golf balls through the um pieces on the course. Like she's smashed a flag. She took a she ripped a statue in half and she's about to smash the entire thing to pieces. Well, why is she destroying the golf course? Because she doesn't understand the game. Oh, okay. Well, what's Raven doing? Uh she realizes what Starfire's doing. And sees the mess she's making and tells her to stop. And they head off to the arcade. Ah. Well, what's Cyborg doing all, during all this? Uh, he's the ref. So he's with uh, Beast Boy and Robin. Oh, okay. And then they start using their powers and their abilities. Like, Beast Boy turns into a elephant and hits the ball. And uh, it was going really good. And then... uh. Robin hit the ball with his battering. Oh, okay. Or is it called a birdering? I believe it's a birdering. So then what happens? And then they start fighting at each other. And um, what's funny, Cyborg says, Guys, we don't want to turn this into a death match. And at the same time, they both say, Yes, we do. <laughs> and so they change the bets. But before they say what the bets are, they go to the um, claw machine, and Raven doesn't really know how to use the claw machine. She puts the money in, and then she uses her magic to lift the uh, one of the pieces that one of the stuffed animals out and puts it in the thing. Oh, so she can get the animal. Yeah. Gotcha. So then, what happens to the boys? And then they change the bets. So now, if Beast Boy wins, he gets um. Robin's cape and utility bit. And if uh Robin wins Robin wins, uh he gets Beast Boy's room and uh Beast Boy has to give up his electronics for a month. And what's funny is he they say fine and right when they as soon as he shakes it, he's he says uh which includes cyborg. <laughs> right, because cool. cyborg and uh Beast Boy are like best friends, aren't they? Yeah. 
Yeah. Instead of Woogs in the back going, ah. So they ever get to win or finish their game? Well, like, here's the really funny thing. Uh, Cyborg says, I'm not electronic, but you're half electronic, and you're a full jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, what happens to the game? Do they continue to play? Do, do, is there a resolution? Is there a winner? So they start playing, but then they keep like pranking each other. Like uh, Beast Boy turned into a hippo and sat in front of the course, and then got hit by a ball. Ah. And then instead of a golf ball, he hit a smoke bomb. Oh, yeah, because Robin's good at uh, smoke, has smoke bombs from when he hangs out with Batman, right? Yeah. And then um, Beast Boy turns into a squirrel. And then what's funny is Robin says, Oops, I accidentally punched you in the face. That's on me. <laughs> so they, they kind of fight a little bit on the course. A lot. So by the time they get to the last hole, they're all beat up. Gotcha. And Beast how, Boy's ears bitten. How does the course look? Uh, well, their golf clubs look terrible. No, oh, okay. It's all bent up, and they're all beat up. Well, what happens? What happens to the girls while this is all going on? Then they come over to see what the boys were doing, and then um, Starfire enters the contest, and she gets so close to a hole in one, and then she blows up the course. Oh. And then what happens to the Teen Titans? And then they get banned. Yep. And who's who's in charge of the golf course? Um, the Riddler. Yeah. And what, what what was the name of the golf course that we find out about it? Crisis in 18 Holes. Yeah. Which is funny because there's a, there's a classic DC crossover called Crisis on Infinite Earths. So they're kind of making fun of that there. So what did you think of, what do you think of Teen Titans Go? I like it. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit as to what, what why you like it so much? Mm, I just think it's funny. Yeah. Is it a lot like the cartoon? I haven't seen the cartoon enough. We should watch that tonight. Yeah. Well, what, what do you like most about this, these particular Teen Titans comics? Uh, there's nothing I like in particular. I like it all. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, as, as a big uh, superhero fan, you know, growing up, I would read the regular Teen Titans. And I always liked going back and watching the cartoons with you for Teen Titans Go because it had a lot of good humor in it for both adults and kids. Um, and it's really fun to watch as well as read these books. These, I mean, these, each, each story is, is like watching a classic episode of the Teen Titans Go cartoon. So, but this, uh, this particular book, like I said, collects, collects the issues one through, uh, six, I believe. So are there any other stories in there that you want to like share with our audience, Logan? Uh, I'm trying to see if there was one that I liked in particular. Oh, my favorite one was probably, so Robin got sick, but he still wanted to help at, because uh he got froze when fighting um Captain Cold. What's funny is he was like, Teen Titans go, and then he got frozen by Captain Cold, and the rest of them were like, Cyborg was like, wow. And then he was like, you can freeze people with salt, and they were all staring at Robin instead of fighting him. Including him, he's like, um, I guess so. You see the Flash just runs around my blast. He's a uh, pretty fast. Ah. <laughs> so these stories, do you actually see them fighting anybody, or is this more like after the fights are over with yeah, and they're like going they on go, little adventures? We must take them this cold commander. And then you see him knocked out waving a white flag underneath Beast Boy as an elephant. Ah. And what's funny is they suggest ways to get him out of uh the ice. 
Okay. Uh, the first one to say was Beast Boy. Beast Boy says we could just play, take him home and play hockey on him on top of him until he melts. How would that help get him out? I don't know. I just really want an air hockey table. <laughs> and then, like, Beast Boy had another idea. He said, what if we all dress up like we're from the future and when Robin gets out of the ice, we'll make him think like he was trapped for decades have passed by while... Or wait. Hold up. It's hard to read his phone print. Decades have passed by when really it's only been a, like a couple hours? Yeah. Kind of sounds like another superhero at another... um big two company. And it's funny is Cyborg's like, was like amazing, let's do that one. And by the time he said that, uh Starfire said, friends, Robin's free from the ice. <laughs> and uh Beast Boy said, Oh, I wouldn't do do my plan. Ah. So and then after this... that he had gotten sick and um it was a head cold and then Cyborg was very afraid because his head was the only part of his body that actually wasn't a cyborg. Oh, right. Because if he get if he gets a head cold, then he actually gets sick, huh? Yeah. So how does the story uh, develop? He gets... Um, Robin gets really sick, and he stays in bed. And then... Um, Beast Boy has to go inside... Beast Boy has to turn into something really small and go inside of... Um, Robin, and he has to get the virus out. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like a... Uh... And it was really funny is... Um, they found the... He found the virus, and he's... He couldn't know how to fight it because he was just a little blob. And so he... Cyborg said, wait, don't use your powers inside of Robin. And then you're going to crash, and they're both like... And then everyone was like, no. And Cyborg fainted. And there's this giant crocodile inside of um, Robin's arm. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> I'll it, have to put that in the in the show notes. Yeah, that's a funny one. So does he help Robin at all? I mean, does he, does he fight off the bacteria or the virus? <laughs> what? Does he fight off the bacteria or the virus? When he, tur- he turned so big that he smashed it. Oh, okay. So then is Robin healthy then at the end of the end of the story? Uh well then he wakes up with a broken arm and um they were dressed like they they were from the future. Oh, gotcha. Alright, buddy, was there anything else you want to add about the Teen Titans Go cartoon or comic book? Uh no. What do you think of the art style? Is it is it very much like the cartoon or I is haven't it, seen uh... the cartoon. Well you saw it when you were younger. You, I think I think you I would have thought you would have remembered how it looked. But well, then what does the art look like to you? If it's if you can't compare it to the cartoon, what do you think of the art style in the in the book? It's really cool. Okay, can you be a little more descriptive? It's very cartoony. Okay, yeah, I think it looks a lot like the classic, a lot like the cartoon. Um, let's see. Well, then I think we can just go go ahead and roll into our rating on this one, buddy. So. Buy, borrow, or bust, how would you rate Teen Titans Go Volume 1? Buy. Buy? How would you rate it? You know, I would agree. I would say that this is a buy. It's a fun read. It's definitely something that you've read over and over. I know that you have several issues of the of the series when it was being published um, monthly, or bi-monthly, I'm sorry. 
Um, and you read them quite a bit. So it's definitely a fun read. I would definitely recommend buying it. Um, so listeners out there, check out your local comic shop or amazon.com. Or if you're in the Northwest Indiana area, check out our, uh, our good friends over at Screaming Monkey Comics. But uh, pick it up if you get a chance. Your kids will love it. Well, folks, thanks for listening to this episode of Comics With My Kids podcast. Check out more episodes at the comicscornerbox.blogspot.com. Leave us a rating or review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. Follow us on Twitter for all of our episode posts and news at Comics With My Kids. Also, check out our Facebook page, Comics With My Kids. And finally, you can email the show at comicswithmykidspodcast at gmail.com, and we'll put your name in a drawing for free comics. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of our summer reading promotion. Check out our website in the full list of summer books. Tune in next week for our next book, Monster on the Hill, and send us in your opinions of the book, too. Yeah, you can click on the voice message link on our website post, or send us an audio clip, and we'll play it on the show. Thank you, and have a good night. Or morning, or day, or afternoon, or the time between morning and night. Hey, Logan. Uh Teen Titans Go! You put in T Titans 30. That's alright. Close enough. But it's volume 1. This is not even close. It's the wrong number. And it's just never called. Alright. And and Dad, Dad, I think Teen Titans is something different than T Titans Go. Yeah, it's Teen Titans Go. You have to put in Go. It's fine. I will fix it later. Alright. One, two, three, one, two, three. Testing, 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 testing. Okay. One, two, three, thirty, apparently. Okay.